Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. What's the Connected Experience? The lifestyle, our lifestyle, a our lifestyle, lifestyle. I, I, yeah, I. whatever, yeah, because it's just the lifestyle, man. How your yeah. lifestyle going? Shit, my shit going excellent for me. You know, it worked yeah. for me. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You been getting high? Yeah, of course. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. Of course. You I've been off me? them joints lately, though. I've been yeah, going. you told me that. You yeah, told me that. Yeah. Mom said she was off them joints and shit, too. Because I, I got some weed at the crib and shit. I just don't feel like rolling, man. Like, because if, if 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 I got a, let's say I got an ounce and yeah. then I got 15 White Owls or Swishers or whatever, yeah. I just roll them all right then, and that should be taking, like, mad long. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I definitely understand, like your point. Let me, like, let me roll this weed up. Yeah, cause I, it's all go smoke. I just roll it up, put it, put the blunts in the mason jar. I got mad tubes when I ride. Well, I don't drive and smoke, but you know when I leave the house, cause you know my policy. I won't hit the weed with you. I just give you a blunt. You yeah, know what I, I'm saying? I, I, that's that's Bro, a legit yeah, policy I, I, too. Yeah, cause yeah. niggas, you don't know, niggas man. don't even brush their teeth, sir. So. Yeah, yeah, niggas don't play fair, man. You got a book? <laughs> I do got a book, man. My book is as a man think of man this. I believe this is like my second time reading this, but this is my first time owning it and adding it to my library. And uh, it's actually not that long, but the information in this book is so uh, life changing that I suggest it for everyone, because what people fail to realize is no matter what you've thought about where you're at right now. Yeah. yeah, So I'm sorry. I want way form or fashion. So like just being in my subconscious, I was sitting at a desk the other day Mm -hmm. and I was like, dog, I seen this before. But when I seen it the first time, I was like, where the fuck am I at? And my question just was answered like just I had like a flash forward like, dog, I seen this before. So I had that in my subconscious for for no reason at all. So I just started putting all fly shit in my subconscious. You know what I'm saying? Because you know why I've been doing that? Because my book is The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And basically it's telling you just whatever you put in your subconscious mind, you just go nurture that and develop that good, bad, or indifferent. And that shit true, man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I would think back to certain situations like, yo, I put that shit out there in my head already. But I also put shit in my head because I, I decided that I'm going to take or whatever repercussion that come from any decision I make. I already you, accepted it. You just it. decided that? No, I'm just oh, saying. Okay. So when you putting shit in your subconsciousness, you know what I'm saying? And even if I did, so what, nigga? Like, yeah, I'm no, I'm just saying you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. damn, nigga. But like, like I would repercussion. Think that, yeah, yeah. I, it's been like that for a long time, though. But we put shit in your subconscious and that shit work, you know what I'm saying? So well, You said it worked like it's a magic trick. That shit is true. Not that yeah, it worked, yeah, no, it's you, true. Whatever you put in right. your subconscious. It's it, true that yeah. that's what you will magnify. You read this book? You feel what I'm saying? No, I've no, started I've the you, book. No, it's yeah, I ride with yeah, it. It's in my yeah. passenger seat. But you, when people say shit is true and shit, like yeah. this ain't no hocus pocus, my nigga. This is what you thinking about, how you think shit and go, how you go, nurture that shit. And how you nurture yeah. that shit. You know I'm what in the middle of that right now, man. I'm knocking niggas down in wars. They don't even know they coming. You know what I'm saying? But not yeah. literally, but knocking niggas down. But yeah. you figure yeah. to like just yeah. battle with wits with these niggas who think they can battle wits with me. You know what, I'm <laughs> what you tell them? Don't. You just- <laughs> 
I had to tell them niggas, yo, don't ask me for my opinion on shit. Y'all don't own my mind. I don't got no input. Fuck y'all and y'all product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. Because it's gonna be what it's gonna be. What we got some guests with us. We got some guests. This might be a fiery one, dog. It is because anytime you sit two women around us, it's gonna get fiery. You yeah, understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I meant that in the most arrogantest way as possible. You yeah, understand what yeah. I'm saying? But but I, my first exchange with Miss Blue, it was a little <laughs> heated. But I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if she remembers, but she, she jumped out on my head real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we are gonna have to relive that because I don't, I don't remember. It just got out of hand kind of quick. I was just introducing myself and from go, so I said, "Hey, you know what? You from the east side?" Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. To her. Yeah, I said, "You from the, the east side?" Time. Like that's the first I thing mean, I said. So who we got with us? Go ahead and introduce yourselves, later. What's up, it's your girl Nikki Blue. You understand? We're from the Live Room ENT. We're a collective of artists who come together to support other artists. Now, listen. Okay, hold on. Hold on, no, no, because my man, you know. Well, her, she didn't introduce herself. We but go get what to she that. said what she was yeah, from. Yeah, she okay, let her. Okay, yeah, what what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> go ahead. Can I say, can I introduce myself? Yeah. All right, good people. This is the flat booty beauty, the flaky flamboyant <laughs> frenzy, the candid Christian. Chris Jones, better known as Motor City Peach. A.K.A. Grace Jones. Who? Grace Jones. Yeah, and they would be calling her that. Well, I we'll know who Grace Jones is, so I know yeah. her head is bald. So. No, 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 no. We, I call her Grace Jones because. How freaky Grace Jones be, was in yeah, Boomerang. Niggas be flocking, bro. Like, oh my God. I'm like, bitch, what do you have in there? What is in it's that sweet where? nature? What, what is she in have that in, cat, in baby? Like, like, she holding out on me. They want to know why I'm so sweet. I don't know what she doing, but people be going crazy. And she get marriage proposals like, Motherfuckers get like Wendy's, like bruh. after the after they taste the goodness or before, bro. Like before, before, after, yeah. near it don't, it question don't get given marks. Very like often. I don't. Oh, no, it don't. It's preserved. It's preserved. That bitch been marinating or something because yeah. she. I'm trying to crack that code. Like, listen, she she hotter than the, <laughs> she hotter than the Popeye sandwich right now. Like, dog, she <laughs> lying around the corner. Hey, my nigga, edit that shit out. We don't get no free promo. What time that? What's that? <laughs> Six fifty. Write that down. Uh, I ain't got no pen. Yeah. Um, so. Tell us about the living room. So the living room is a collective of artists. It kind of started with um, me going over to meet with um, Kevin and Chevy. I was coming back to Detroit after a long time. I traveled and I do a lot of um, business and economics and things like that. So you say you travel. Where did you travel? I've been everywhere. I've been somewhere everywhere. But the latest places I was working and doing business in were Dubai, St. Thomas, Jamaica, so you're Vegas. an international drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> Added that out too. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. No, of not. course. <laughs> of course, because you know of I'm brown. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so I wanted to study the economics and the the structures of how Black people live in other places. Yeah, other countries. From a kid, from a kid, I knew that Detroit was going to be something because I, for whatever reason, I was gifted to understand how systems work, and I knew that you know when it comes to systems and small business infrastructure. That's how all of the major cities are built. Right, Los right. Angeles, Vegas, Chicago, things like that. They're built on small business and name recognition. So the next recognizable town, these towns can only build up so far and out so far. Right. So the next biggest place would have been here where we live. And then, right. you know, like you a kid, you don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, anyway. Well, if my kid told me that, I would, I listen. I would, I would, I would listen because, like, that sounded, like, well thought out. And, yeah. like, that sounded gifted. So maybe we need to push her toward business because she already gets something yeah. that 98% of so adults. So where were you at being this kid? Um, I was born on the east side of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? 
Mac, you feel me? Deep East Grand Boulevard and Jefferson. Kerchival and Cadillac. Maybe uh, what up though? Cadillac Boulevard what up, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> so Granny's still over there off the lake. Listen, lag. Granny is still over there off the lake. I told her to buy the lots around us. Did she our, do it? Of course she did. Come on now. I mean, I don't granny, know. I can't now, tell Granny. granny. Now, now, between, <laughs> now between me and Granny, Granny listens to Britain. Granny is, when I tell when I say something, it goes. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's my heart. That's my one. So with Granny buying the lots, Let's just say she bought seven lots, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how many did she buy? We don't gotta say. She we, bought she bought three. Okay, okay, she brought three lots. Are would you encourage her to sell one of those three? No. Why not? No. Um, because the value that it the long term value to our family is worth more than whatever thirty grand or hundred grand that they offer. Because if they're gonna offer thirty or hundred grand, they you to need make, to understand yeah. that you're gonna make one. Okay, so that's why I said one out of the three hold on you ain't even let me finish you, you know asked business. Me, I said no you you didn't let me finish what you said what you built on there, i no already way. see how y'all first well, exchange with okay, because i didn't even finish let me finish you said no and then you said something about the 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 effects of the family correct okay now building on that if she got three and she sold one for a hundred thousand and y'all can put that into the other two plus her house that she already bought to make the family stronger financially. Why wouldn't you suggest that? Because you have to think long term. Long term. Long term, that's gonna build your family up. But see, long term, a uh, one influx of cash capital is not worth giving up a long term investment that may be worth six times that in five years' time. But she has so, two more. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point having that three is, is better than having two. Not if you can't do Listen, nothing with I, the three. But you can do if I I'm not say saying you your grandma did that's three. why I just said I'm not saying that. Okay, so okay. if somebody can't do something with their yeah. three, then maybe that might be a good I like you, them. but I don't but, at the same time. I mean, I know. You feel what I'm saying? Because you mean, like you talking, but you ain't listening. And I, then no, no, I'm listening. I just what I'm gonna say next. I just listen faster than most people. What I'm gonna say next. That's all. Because I feel like you feel like I know. What I'm about to say. I can't you didn't know. I can't say what you're gonna say But that's a great that's a great analogy. Can't don't. say that. Yeah, right. But I know I can answer quickly once yeah. you say it. You're right. You can. Come on. You got to answer for that? I bet you do. You feel what I'm saying? But that's great. And that's great for y'all family over there on Cadillac. But anyway, we kind of got off the point. The living room started from us having a meeting and I wanted to finish my music and then they came talking about this idea that they had and I had already won an award for Motor City Match for the same kind of idea. So What is a Motor City Match? Motor City Match is... <laughs> Motor City Match is one of these programs around the city where they are investing in small business for people who live in the city of Detroit, uh, getting them some help, like helping them develop their business plan, then moving on to help them find a building, influxes of cash, different things like that. Um, so I won an award for them for the idea. I went to the program and I was very disappointed. Who's behind this program? Uh, the city, I guess. So when, when you say you won an award, how did you win an award? So like, you apply. I mean, you put in an application just like yeah. everybody else. You tell them what your business idea is, what stage you're at, and then they take you through the stages of development. Okay. So when you went to the meeting because you said you were disappointed, like were you already ahead of where the meeting was starting? or? Oh, I wasn't disappointed because of what they couldn't do for me. I was disappointed about what they weren't doing for others. Because, I mean, obviously I already have a business degree, so there a lot of the things that they were telling me, I already knew those things and I already knew how to do those things, but I was in the program for the maturation of the program so you can make it to the money rounds, right? But I was watching people who have no business experience and they are having their first business experience and they want to develop and they're putting them through this eight-week course for a 
um, to build a business plan, but these people have never heard of any of these words. So they're not really teaching they're them. Not, they're just they're not teaching fast them. Just, tracking them. Like fast, it's like an accelerator. Yeah, they're just funneling them through. Because, because it, which, it might, it, so not to cut you off, mm-hmm. so somewhere along the line, getting these people through this program must be worth some money yeah. to them. Right. It okay, has to be yeah. worth some cash value to them because they're funneling them through so quickly without a, a, a deep understanding of what they're really getting into that it causes discouragement. Right, because right. it looks like such a big. It looks like such a big thing. It feels like such a big thing. They don't know whether to turn left or right for some of these things. They're saying, "Okay, this is how you do it. You sit in this class for three, four hours. Do this." Right. But then they're not telling them how to do this, why what this actually this? means, why to do this, and how when they leave this building they can conduct that research to get that information. Well, I have a. I don't like the 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 sudden push of entrepreneurship because it's like a it's it's a lie. Like everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but they sell you this dream like yeah. you're an entrepreneur you can, you can do it like i wish that mm-hmm. that don't tell nobody that because everybody doesn't have that mindset right mm-hmm. yeah you know? like everybody then, not down to go for broke everybody then, not, sure. you know right. what i'm saying That's it, what it, even with that right with entrepreneurship so you would name an entrepreneur you would say don barton right mm-hmm. great entrepreneur right but we only know about don barton because of the great people who worked up under him to get him mm-hmm. to that level right because right. it don't work without yeah. these people working without for you strong you and yeah. if he if he just I don't know this, but say he was worth forty billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The people who worked with him have millions and millions of dollars exactly. when they get to that CEO and CFO and right. them levels. Mm-hmm. So educated people in business is much needed as much as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. I mean, yeah, everybody saying? everybody plays a strong role and excuse me, when they try to push the entrepreneurship now, it's just like you go do everything by yourself. You don't need nobody. All you need is an investor, and boom, you. Yeah. Out that, the that's door. actually so far, uh, yeah. And and it's it's sad because people don't understand what business means. Nah. People think I own something, I made something, I'm gonna sell it to people, I'm gonna make money. That's business, it's but business, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. that's not so what business more. is about. It, there's so much more to it. There's so many details that you need to understand and trials and tribulations that you need to understand and respect you're going to go through. The most of all and the most difficult is the fact that you're going to have to separate from your friends and family. You're not going to be able to use those same people as your foundation or your groundwork because they're not all going to be able to go with you. And they're not all going, you don't have an understanding of what running a business is so you can't keep working with people who also don't understand what running a business is. You're going to make too many mistakes that are too costly and y'all don't have the capital to support mistakes. And I think that come from what they believe business would be right so mm-hmm. all the like super uber like business people you actually never see them with their friends yeah. everybody around them work for them mm-hmm. so they don't or mind with them. or work, work with, with them, them. Yeah. you know they work with them but we're even working with me i don't mind having to get rid of you mm-hmm. because my focus is this business being number it's one it, it might it might be hurt me to mm-hmm. have to fire my friend who i know just yeah. closed and on a house 10 days ago <laughs> but you know what tell though? your friend that they have, <laughs> to, have, to, pay. have to pay like i tell them all the time and that's my that's my thing with them well ho- hold on baby tell us how you got with the live room well i was uh apparently chosen <laughs> they chose her. They they, they hand picked me. They hit me up like, um, so what you doing? Come to this meeting, and I'm like, okay, what y'all? This like an AmeriCorps meeting. What y'all doing? Trying to sell me something? What we doing? <laughs> so I sat down. And they all sitting around and everything, and uh, we started talking. And it was supposed to originally be like a larger board of a couple other people, and it kind of trickled down. You know, some people stayed on, some people weren't as committed, and then we got down to where what we call the core four. It's uh, myself, Nikki, and um, Chevy, and Kevin. And so we're just, they brought me on as like 
the event specialist and logistics and like the marketing person and everything. So I do all the behind the scenes stuff. Well, it's a team effort. We don't it's care what you do uh, by yourself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not always behind the scenes. And I'm not always behind the scenes. If y'all tap into they, the live they, at five. They pull me out like, come on, but, you know, try yeah. to make sure. I try to think oh. of the stuff they don't think of. Like yeah. The, the live things. at five is something that we do, and that's open to all musicians and artists of any type. Every, Every Monday. Monday from five to eight, we live stream a performance. We have a big old jam session. So you could come through, show us your music, sing. We have uh, takeovers, too. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, that's where we go live at. And we do takeovers like um, any band, any artist can come in and midway through the live, you know, they just do a set and everything. Now, speaking of that, I got a, a great friend of mine named Name Tag Alexander, and he was he's actually very interested in being a part of that. And he said he hit y'all up, but I told him that I had y'all coming. So when uh, bef- after we leave, I'm going to give one I'll of y'all his number sure. so y'all can hit him up. I know he hit y'all up on it. Yeah, yeah actually, got, yeah. I actually got back to Alexander, and I haven't heard from him. I was trying to figure out exactly what he wanted to do. Okay, We've been waiting. Because yeah. okay, one thing we, got, we do yeah, at we, the live we, in room, we do not. Not play around. Yeah. We're always on it. We will get back to you. Three I'm gonna uh, give you his. Uh, I'm gonna give you his okay. math and then put that together. Because right. I told him I would. I was like, oh, because he mentioned it to me, and I said, dog, it's that's crazy. They coming on the show in a couple yeah. weeks. So yeah, no, that's, that's, no, that's sure. actually not crazy. That's actually the universe. Because why would he mention that to you? Because yeah. oh, we talk all the time. I'm just saying, like you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> We're friends. That's why yeah. he mentioned it. Just to be coming on. Yeah. yeah, but absolutely, we we definitely believe in handling business. In a professional way. We don't ever want anyone to feel like they were neglected by us or didn't have a good experience. So you're not a neglectful person. No, and we're definitely open to like all levels and skills and everything. That's the one thing. Like sometimes some people only want people on the show just like, oh, well, they got to have this certain amount of following. Mm -hmm. Nope. If you got. Because this could be the beginning. This could be. And that's that's my thing. I'm like, you know, we could be like harvesting somebody's career. And then they look back like, well, I was in the live room. Mm -hmm. You know, they showed me love and this, this and that. I mean, we've had we've literally had people that. One of our guests met on a bus, and they like, oh, dude was on the bus singing. We brought him in. And we like, all right, yeah. come on. Come on. A on dude was walking past one time because uh, the live room was actually a duplex house. So that's where. And where is this duplex located? It is 286 East Grand East Boulevard. Boulevard. So like right there across the street from uh, Bell Isle. So, so you know, y'all come so like the corner house is come Mondays and the doors, you know. The doors are open. The doors are open literally. We so. never miss a Monday. Is, is it any, y'all patting niggas down? Y'all just <laughs> let niggas in. Listen, we just, we just, you know what? We just letting people in, honestly, because we feel like the way we curate our space is the way people will respect it. And people respect our space because they know that this is not that. Right. Nah, this about to start. Is there food available at the living room? Uh, not at the live at five. We, I mean, sometimes we have food or whatever, but we don't do that. We don't. You have can like bring. You can feel. You can bring some food. You can bring whatever you want. Bring your weed. Bring your drink. Bring, 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 bring whatever you want to like do. You just. It's a chill we, spot. We're really chilling. <laughs> right, really, right, right, right. It's really chill. It's, it's really real love. Spot. Like if you've never been on a microphone, this is the place this for you to come get on because we'll sit there with you. We'll develop you. We'll help you. It just because we streaming live doesn't mean that we're gonna kick you off the mic or something like that. Right. If it don't go a certain way. If I have to sit there and sing note for note with you so that you feel comfortable we've had that we've had people describe it as and i mean actually several occasions like you know this is kind of like the detroit tiny desk like kind of i don't know if you're familiar with that no no no. no. okay it's it's an npr program npr tiny desk is where big artists like anderson pock and um tiny and the bangers and all of those people erica badu they all go there and do their i think i have where they're in like this little office yeah 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 so a lot of front of a desk oh like a tiny desk yeah no literally a tiny desk no i had heard of that and they perform for the for the for the workers there at npr and 
they film it and they put it up on YouTube. It's a really dope series. Now, Chris, you are actually an artist. You you can I paint am. and a visual uh, artist. you're a visual yes, artist. Now, let's talk about that because at one point you gave up your visual art For to sure. to did. become a, a wife and a mother. Yeah, like, yeah, twice <laughs> over. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask you, like, because you say you gave it up, so like you completely like cold I, turkey. I literally you, like you cold never turkey. drew. A, I think in between the time that I was married, I may have literally just picked up like coloring pencils and drawing maybe probably four times within that time I was married. Okay, so when you say within that time you was married, because you also just said twice over, is this both marriages? or Both marriages combined, yep. Okay, so combined twice, how long were you married? Let me think. Oh, Jesus. Father, let's see. That's obviously an inside joke, but... We have so many though. And I I'm sorry for I that. have never made it outside of four years of a marriage, so I guess you can say like eight almost nine. So because <laughs> I got so many questions because you said you gave it up. Okay, so your first did were you encouraged to give up your art or is that something? No, that I was you, not. Okay, that was okay. a decision. Now that's one thing. Neither husband encouraged me to give it up. They actually kind of was like, okay, do it. But here's my thing. It was. It was an encouragement, but it wasn't a push for it. And I realized that that's one thing that I was missing. And don't get me wrong, disclaimer: they're both very great guys. <laughs> just not great for me, right? Saying that so in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, they're very wonderful guys. Just not for me. Um, but they would just—I would have an idea. Like I'm always kind of looking for like. I always have an idea in my head. Literally, I'm always sitting there like, you can ask it like, even in the midst of us talking, I'm like, you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. We should do da 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 And I'm writing something down. And they're like, yeah, Chris, what'd you come up with that for? Oh, I looked at something on the wall and that just sparked this and that. So, oh, so that was like torture not being there. Oh, I would yeah. be like this. Oh, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this, this and that. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, baby, you should do it. What you want to watch on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So you know, why, 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 <laughs> why wouldn't you, yeah, yeah, why give it up if that's the case, if you love it so much? You well, know? it would just, uh, it wasn't even necessarily something that I was just, well, art as far as, well, why giving up art? Right, yeah. Yeah, not the marriage. Well, yeah, we're not yeah, talking no, about the two, the two marriages. <laughs> <Right. though>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've been married twice as well, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my what? nigga on his third so row. Oh, you are, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's third going to be a chart. Third, three is my number. My next husband, don't worry about it. I don't think it's something wrong. I don't think it's nothing. That's what people like. You want to get married again? I will be married again, so I'm not worried about it. (laughs) Here she go. You know what, though? But why did I get married? My thing is, I am a very um, devoted and loyal person, and that's like a gift and a curse because a lot of times. Well, well, obviously, not devoted and loyal to yourself and to your art if you were good at it. And I had to get back to the point to where I was. Like, it took me coming back home because I stayed in Georgia, which is why my. Instagram handle is Motor City Peach because I stayed in Georgia for years and I came back home and basically like got right back to it. Yeah. Um, my homegirl, my flipping mentor and everything, Odie Blue, shout out to her. She, she kind of, I had started on it and she, I'm sorry, we got a lot of inside jokes, but um, she, we were out and she was introducing me like, oh, hey, this is Chris, she's a visual artist. And I'm like, I'm not a visual artist. She's like, don't you create stuff? So, yeah, she's like, so, like I said, this is Chris. She's a visual artist. And I'm an audio didactic. I've never went to school or anything. I went to school for um, journalism and speech communication. So, like, visual arts was nothing. And I, I literally just started picking up stuff like, oh, I guess I can draw. And oh, let me figure out how to paint, you know. So yeah. that was, like, fourth grade. Yeah. And so, like, I actually won awards and everything in fourth grade. But I didn't know, like, how big that was until I got back over to doing it. And people were like, yeah, why are you just sitting on this? I'm like, oh. Yeah, she had painted a picture of Biggie and shit and sold it to a nigga after I told her I wanted <laughs> oh, it. I 
So <laughs> it shows you the type of person she is. Ooh, you understand what I'm the saying? Shade. No, that ain't shade. That, I mean, didn't I, I tell y'all to paint you another one? But, but look, I the next it. one is going to be authentically yours, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just wait. It's going to be okay. better than that one. Okay, cool. It was a dope so, picture, though. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, <laughs> it gave me a high price for it. I'm just saying. You got to get that money, though. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> loyal to the dollar. Uh, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I can get you another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like uh, you said, like you, so what countries, what African nations have you done business in? Um, actually, I haven't been to Africa yet, which okay. is which is my very next spot. I'm going to Ethiopia next. Um, Word. Yeah. Do you listen to the show? No. I well, mean, we don't I, watch y'all shit neither. No, I'm just uh, saying. They don't. No, that's no, no, just, it's uh, not, guess who does production? Not, I no. do. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. Twice. That's not a purposeful situation. It's just that right now at this this particular moment. No, once I, I just said Ethiopia because Ethiopia is yeah. where we're from. So from the from the time of me. Um, meeting you guys to right now so many things have happened and so much has been going on that i haven't even listened to anything except my own stuff because we're getting ready to put out my project oh yeah so but ethiopia because i'm I'm very connected to ethiopia i was supposed to grow up there but you know now how are you supposed to grow up there so my mother was in a relationship with the prime minister's son and, uh, wow! Yeah, that sounded that that sounded connected as fuck. And, like, um, you know, so, so you could get a nigga out of there by some I, Africans. I don't listen. Yeah. I'm not about to make any claims to fame or anything like that. I'm just gonna say I know the guy, and that's it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna trade off on that. Like, a, she but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so what happened with that? Um, as much as you can go mom, into, because you obviously want to experience Ethiopia from this so, connection. From the time that I met him and his family, everyone kept saying, "Oh, she's Ethiopian. She's Ethiopian." And I'm like, "Um, I'm Detroit. I'm, I'm <laughs> my daddy, Alabama." Like, so, but people, I mean, in every country I've been in, they thought I was Ethiopian. So I obviously have a deep connection. And then during my meditation, like, I have asked about past lives and things that I've done. And so I found out some really dope information about myself from. So you said stuff. during your meditation, so the ancestors told you this yeah. stuff. So how, yeah. how how did you get into meditation? Um, I got into sound med- like a freaky situation. No, not not, um, not, not the meditation. I've, I'm just I've always was been. Um, I've always known from a child that I was spiritually gifted, and I was different from other people because I was able to hear things that people weren't telling me. Right. Um, I always had a really. Some people say it's discernment, but I had discernment to the point where, like, I could almost hear your thoughts. Um, what I couldn't sit next to her too I, often. See, people always do that. <laughs> I mean, you say that, you people, know that they're going to say yeah, that. Yeah, you, you I mean, when you said that, I you should have been people, like, you're about to ask me what I'm thinking, yeah, but, right? <laughs> and also, I always tell people, it's not a party trick. Like, I don't play yeah. with the ancestors, and I don't play with energy like that. It's not a party trick. I'm not going to sit here and just run off something to you so you'll believe me. In the past, I did that, and it, it messed up people because I was telling them things that I wasn't supposed to be telling them. I didn't have license to be doing that. <laughs> well, when you say so, license, like... Okay, because... When you when you start messing with things that are spiritual, when you are truly connected to gods and universe, you understand and you respect the fact that everything is not about you. Yeah. It's not all about what you want to say and how you want people to feel about you. It's more about how things are supposed to go. So if I'm supposed to say something to you, I absolutely positively have to say it. And if I'm not, just because I know something about you, I'm not necessarily supposed to say it because you might not be at that part in your journey yet. And that's not right of me to say something just because I want you to feel like I'm important. Oh my God, how did you know about that? And then you, know you I mean? will freak people out too because yeah. a lot of people not spiritually connected, like we spoke that's not going to be on air about uh, we were actually making fun of, we were making light of religion because yeah. I guess probably three out of the four people sitting here 
are not connected per se to a religion, mm-hmm. I couldn't speak on you, Jay. So that's why I didn't <laughs> add, add, add you. So I'm talking about these four. I'm not connected to any religion, mm-hmm. but I am connected to the universe and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's so crazy that you mentioned Ethiopia because I have Ethiopian customers Mm -hmm. and you do look like you're of Ethiopian descent. My daughter, I show like this Ethiopian woman like, yeah, my daughter. Well, we from Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, like uh, our great great grandfather came to America from Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. So we are from their bloodline. We just got to figure out where. Mm -hmm. So I showed her. She was like, I'm about to show you a picture of my nieces. Mm -hmm. They look exactly alike you have some of those traits mm-hmm. so it's probably the same part of ethiopia because ethiopians look like yeah. it's, it's different parts and different tribes though so yeah. i definitely understand <clears throat> that but when we was talking about religion earlier we kind of made light of it but mm-hmm. i think that's because people take it too serious yeah, yeah. you feel um, what i'm saying like we're religion they don't realize it's just it's just the you're just doing something re- religiously. You're, it's like, a right. Western development of what we already had going in Africa. So the Moors traveled the whole globe and they taught people everything because we're giving people. Black people as a whole and as a descendant and as a diaspora, we are a giving people. We don't keep anything that we have to ourselves and say it's just ours. We love people and that's in our nature. That's how we were created. So when they went all over the world, they were telling their stories. They was teaching people. And people were like, oh, my God, these people are gods on earth that's why you see the black madonnas in these different places in these very racist countries if you go because to russia no, the higher yeah, you get have, in the in yeah, the museum they have, no, they have no choice but to recognize these right. people and so they took these stories they developed them for themselves and then they brought them back to people who already connected with this in their nature and told them this is the way so of course of course black people are going to feel something from christianity because it's it's a, a whitewash of what you already have inside you anyway so you're going to believe it. You're going to be like, yes, this is right. You're going to see miracles. You know why? Because you're a miracle. Right. So yeah. you're going to make them happen. But the the theology behind it, the ideology, the ideology behind it, some of the stories behind it, that's goofy, baby. No, it's <laughs> you read a King James Version Bible. King James was a person. He was a human. He curated this Bible. That's like me saying, talk about a black girl. I want, black woman, I'm I want sorry. this book to come out. So this is what you, you know say who wrote in this that. Book. I know you know who wrote that book, right? So you say what I want you to say in All this right, book. Right. Take out what I want you to take out. Do it how I want so that it can fit the confines of what I want. What I world to be like now you read out of the king james version i'm sure what you read out of i don't i read easy read version i read the message i read actually a combination of different so it's even it's, a, combi- it's a, a combination no, no yeah, Yo, it's so a translation but no it's a translation yeah yeah the, the community the letter community i just said let just stop it yeah it's, well so I, I like i believe that the black woman has got like hands down right no no way around it right every mm-hmm. every dope thing that ever happened and if you believe in a bible it just say like we were made of god's image but mm-hmm. because it's the king james version it might say his image so mm-hmm. instead of god's image they put his image but the oldest so when i tell people this like i just go from what they know so you know it's in genesis right but mm-hmm. you just saying he his version no it's god's image right mm-hmm. And the oldest skeleton ever found on our earth was a black woman yeah. in Ethiopia. Yeah. The only people who have an issue with me saying the black woman is a God are usually black women yeah. because they don't even understand that the power that I'm giving you by tell- calling you a God, like you a God, yeah. like everything start with you. But that's just in, that's internal. Um, that's internal damage. You know what I mean? Like we've been so hurt by the male black image and it's and you can only be hurt by something that you love completely something that you birth 
And it's hard for us when a man looks at us and they like, I don't give a damn about you. He been sleeping in your bed. He been in your house. And now you got a baby with him and you nothing. You nothing. You trash. You got yeah, it. let's get her started. I mean, because, I mean, I, I, mean, I'm because not I feel like that go both ways. No, no, it does. Like I'm, not, I'm, not about to, I'm not about to have an attack session. That's not where I'm going. No, no, you can't attack. We're not, no, just, we're not we're just, the type like, of black men, so we're going to get attacked. I'm just starting at the beginning of a story to 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 get to where, yeah. But I understand both sides, So then, like, they get that hit, right? Like, we... But the problem started when the black family was separated, right? Exactly. Because once the black family was separated, then all of these women had to take up arms and be but women were women were matriarchal in Africa so it's See, not like we weren't and head of families that, already and that's, that's the problem that I had that other black women don't know about yeah. themselves like you were actually designed yeah. to be so we were designed to be heads of family and you guys were supposed to be our support as always because I mean we're thinkers we're developers we're quick Right. But and, and not that you're not, but, you know, you guys benefit from our support. You guys benefit from us nurturing and helping you develop. And people have started to shame black men for needing that development. Of course you need it. You need someone to teach you how to feel because you're not built that way. You're built to do the things that make sense to you, but are also selfish. Um, they're to appease whatever you have going on inside whatever makes you feel like a man and the woman comes to help you to develop to be an outside thinker to think outside yourself for the intern for the whole clique you know what i mean and so they have shamed y'all like oh you letting your bitch think for you you letting her tell you what to do but it's not that <laughs> it's not that it's just that she has a better outlook on it or she has a different outlook on yeah, it not yeah, better yeah, just yeah. a different outlook that she may see some of the angles and the pitfalls that right, you so, don't so see so do you run across a lot of men like this like do you run across a lot of ego because it's, it's your ego i, it's I your run ego. across all ego driven men you every every night. man listen, <laughs> Did we just every say man with an ego wants to try me every man with an ego needs to sit next to me because they uh, feel like minute. i don't have an ego oh yes you do <laughs> no i don't see but, your ego. But, well ego but, a part is the but, subconscious but, mind but, so but every human not, has one and it's yeah, not yours is not out of control you're able to accept information yeah, yeah some yeah. are out of control but they always try me because they feel like i i was told i wreak independence I'm the type of woman that wreaks independence. As well, if that's what a does bad that mean? What do, what, okay, because I never hear we we always discuss this. I've never heard any other race of women say that they're an independent, independent women. Yeah. I've never heard that. I never heard that narrative. I never even thought about here. You never hear the the, the Asian sister because saying, they have to describe black women in some way in order to make us seem subservient to something. We have to either be subservient to our attitudes, to our hair, to our bodies. We have to be subservient for something so that people will feel comfortable well we when it comes to the independent independent. word though no like so you spoke of the black family being Mm -hmm. broken apart in america Mm because we don't know how it is everywhere else Mm -hmm. in europe the blacks might be living as a unit okay but so that's where that came from all right so they destroyed the family and then Mm -hmm. threw that word out there as if to say this is what you're supposed to be right Nobody is independent of anyone. Mm-hmm. Everything we do depends on the decision yeah. someone else made. So it's no. So that's what he mean. Like we hate to hear that because when you say you're independent, that's a slap in, in the face to the people who assist you in your life. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's a man or a woman or whatever, ev- everybody, everybody is getting some type of assistance, mm-hmm. whether it's moral support, uh, financial, financial support, whatever from someone else. Support. And I think that I, that's a good theory. 
but it's not always the truth. No, somebody for, show me show now, me anybody who made I'm a, anything I'm of their self to, and I, then I'm gonna have to say that there are periods in time though, some of them very lengthy periods where people are alone. And I'm only speaking from my personal experience where you're completely alone and there is nobody. And maybe that was my experience because I need to be able to stand alone because there are some things that I have to do in life where I will be alone. But there was nobody that I was what they would technically call an independent woman because I had to do every single thing by myself. Even when I thought that I had friend support or familial support or even some moral support, I did not have that. It was just me by myself. And it was some dark days. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. I'm not going to say that those were my happy days where things were great because they weren't because nobody is okay when they're alone. So during this time, uh, how I, did I, you I, eat? I, I, don't, I don't agree with how, that. How did you eat during this time? What do you mean, how did I eat? How I did my food. Well, and how did you buy your food? Yeah, I mean, you didn't you, you kill work. food. You, yeah, you didn't go out there and hunt and kill it, right? She, she might have. Okay. <laughs> this one. So, <laughs> because that's when, okay, when going, we say. Y'all going that technical is not. Because when people say they're independent, they being but you, technical. But you, are, but you are being independent. You're being independent of the natural or the the societally acceptable support that they say you will have. Not something like, oh, going out to kill your own food, but as far as a support system where somebody is there to support your emotions, to support your actions, to support your development. That's the type of support they're saying they're independent of. Nobody in history has ever been independent of anything in the world because you need oxygen to breathe, so that doesn't make any sense. Well, we're talking about and that's not independent what they mean. support. That's yeah, okay, what we're so talking independent about. Support. support. Somebody killing my food and me going to the grocery store, that's not them supporting me. That's them supporting their company. I'm supporting them by going to pay for it. That's a whole other thing when somebody calls themselves independent. That no, is not because what when women about. saying that, well, I don't they're know. They're talking about I'm independent of support for people to support me, for me to have someone to lift me up, to take the burden from me. And they will say this all while sitting next to their boyfriend. Yeah, but their boyfriend, and you know why? Because that boyfriend is not actually being a support. He's a burden. He's another child that that person is taking care of. I mean, we all know that to be true every single single time. time. I think, like, when you have songs telling all the independent ladies to put their hand up, like, this is what they're feeding you. This is not not by mistake. So if you independent and you got a boyfriend, you should have to pick one because whatever reason this boyfriend is here, you got him here, sister. Out there listening, He's feeling some type of boy yeah, yeah, yeah. You have him here for whatever reason, whether he knocking you down good, whether he babysitting the kids, whether he changing the light bulbs. So whatever he does from you, you're not independent if he doing it for you. Is what I'm saying. You can't say I'm independent. I'm married and I love my husband. How's your husband supposed to feel about my independent woman wife? Like how would how would if you heard your husband saying I'm an independent man, I don't need nobody for nothing, and then I'm married, like. like- yeah, his next thing is, "Hey, babe, can you put that food on?" I guess that's a case by case situation, and it's a and it's a um, it's a it's a situational situation. But it's a but there is possibility and room for someone to say, "I'm independent" because I've had to live it. So, I mean, I can't argue with y'all about y'all opinion on it. Well, it's not an argument because the argument would mean that we want to change your mind, and that's not what we're here for. About the days that I had to live, and I can't speak for anybody else. Right. So I didn't run around calling myself an independent person or independent woman. I just had to live as one. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if the title or the or the journey is more important to you. If the title yeah. or the journey don't matter to us. What we saying is the word and we're not saying it to you. We saying that words have meanings. Words have power. So when people say that they're independent, what he said is only black women say that. 
That's not only black women. I've baby. never. He, well, there he were, said there he's were never just heard many white women singing and dancing to that song. No, no, that's not when I went away from the song. Away the, from the, the song, song was just, away from the you song. Never other hear, races you, and cultures do it, but mm-hmm. also other races and cultures have a longer history of male support in their families and their units. Uh, I, uh, no, I can't. In America, are you saying that as an I'm American? Saying, or? I'm saying, I'm saying in in America and around the world, so, they have a longer history of it. I'm I'm not saying that we didn't do it in Africa. There's a there's a, a usurp of familial support. But I'm just saying that even in those, some of them are very patriarchal to the point of oppression. And not that they're not patriarchal to the point of oppression in other countries, but they still haven't have had their families broken up the way we have. So especially in America, in America in particular, there are maybe what you might feel like more black women calling themselves independent. But that's because they're riding solo or absent of these whatever they would call valuable relationships. Right. They might not value their relationships the same way that. You or I do. Or they just don't or, value the relationships the that they have because right, there's... Right. right. I mean, not even right. just a man at home, right? So the relationship that somebody may have and just because of who they are, they don't value it. That don't mean that the they day. don't have valuable relationships. I've never... I think that the idea of what independence means is skewed. Like most most black women, quote unquote, who say they're independent, say that because they don't have a particular right, but man they have in their government life. Assistance. Right, right. They but they don't... They don't but their the independence... Yeah, but their independence is is based on that idea that you're no longer independent once you have a spouse. Right. right? Or, they I don't mean, think about their friends, their grandmothers, their other systems as them not being independent, right? Because their idea of independence is the lack of the spouse. I don't I don't I don't I don't think it's the lack of the spouse, because like I just said, they they got a nigga with them and they saying they independent. But, but anyway, the point spouse. was he's just a, a nigga sp- with them. I mean, is they spouse for to them? Because no, then they'd be like, but I don't want to be married. You feel what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, I don't want to be married. But you've been with this Damaged. same nigga for 50 Damaged. years. Like, Damaged. what are you talking Damaged. about? But like marriage, not the end or be all anyway. You feel what I'm saying? But. I, I like you were saying you were saying only you only hear black women say oh, yeah, that yeah. and that's that's in true public. in public f- aside from the songs in public that's I, I can have you ever heard a, a, a yes that don't even go together I just go and to, it I just go to several movies and cultural no, references we're not talking movies or cultural references what we're talking is only black women run with that narrative and that's part of breaking up the family unit because once you say you independent and you don't need a man for shit which is ridiculous because you need a man to procreate to keep this black race going Not but you really also need it I was, get, I was getting there where do the sperm bank come from sperm still come <laughs> from a dick this is not synthetic sperm this is real sperm last week I mean it's it's all love but like I said we're not here for nobody's mind to be changed we just wanted I know I've never heard it out of out of out of with my two ears and my shit worked fine you feel what I'm saying and I know well, you I, never heard I it because it was it. it's an anomaly if we hear it you feel right, what I'm saying step like, like bitch y'all like, <laughs> feeling like that too mm-hmm. you feel me and the bitch ain't nothing but a word to us so don't be offended but you are you working on a book I am working on a book well yeah. it's it's yeah it's done it's done it's just, tell us about it get printed well it's a book of poetry um, it's actually the first one in a series, I want to say, of six. Yeah. Um, the series is called In the Key of, 
and each one of the series is named after a street. This one is Robin Wood in particular, a street I grew up on, or SMV, Seven Mile of Van Dyke. You know how we do it. SMV. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no trouble, don't pull up. Um, but yeah, it each series tell a story. This one tells a particular story. I will not give it away. <laughs> so, so like, I won't give it away. Very few people know. You would have to read it, and be there for the book release because that would be an experience on its own. Yeah. When, and when yeah. is this book being released? November. Yeah, yeah. So. November. Why the book? Like a lot of people know you for being a visual artist. Why the book? So apparently, well, like I said, I went to school for journalism, but that has nothing to do with writing in particular. But I've always, I would say, my first love is writing. That's one thing that I have done for a long time. Well, you independent. You should have married writing. Maybe that would have worked. I'm, I was independent. You're right. Stop I'm it. sorry. Okay. I, just I don't know. like to cut grass. I can. <laughs> but the first thing I did when I looked outside was somebody. Damn, I gotta get another husband. Cause y'all ain't god dang no. Nope. <laughs> I was not up in the So the book, let's uh let's get back to the book the though. Book. So uh it's coming out in November. November. Uh how many pages is the book? It is twenty eight. And 28 that's from front pages. to back. Because so, so it's hard hitting. It's, it's an experience. It's, well, oh. it's every page is not a is not a poem. Okay. But it's literally an experience from front to end. Like there's it all, go together. It all goes it together okay. and everything. Yeah. It's it's I so the poetry that I have, I don't spit poetry very often because I believe that the poetry that I write should be read. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think it needs to be taken in in that way. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you'll listen to somebody spitting poetry, but it's a different, you take it in differently when you're actually reading the words. Can you tell them at least the subject? Like, you don't have to go into the story behind no. it, but can you please tell yeah, them? Yeah, you got to give it's us something. It's, it's, it's a really. Synopsis related. Thank you, Nikki. She acts like she tried to keep the it under wraps. Thank you, because <laughs> I know when she come around it and is, asking about my album, she going to want the whole rundown. So I need her For to sure. Give her the synopsis is, peace. it is a... Unhealthy relationship of sorts. So is this a ghetto love story? It's a tragic ghetto love in a, story in a way, but not very tragic. It takes a different turn at the end. Yeah, but, but was there some broken hearts involved? It was some broken some hearts. Some car windows, involved. maybe. No, uh, not this time. Well, you, you saved you from Seven Mile and Van Dyke. Was this time, shooting you know what going I'm saying? on? I mean, you know, some uh, catalytic converters might came up missing, but I uh, know. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's under the line. You know, we gonna hit you. We gonna hit you. But you know what I'm saying? Now, Nikki, what uh, college did you go to? Because you said you got a business degree. So I got, I started at Tennessee State. Oh, TSU. Yeah. After my sister passed, um, I came and graduated from uh, Wayne State. Okay. And then I got my two masters from Grand Canyon. It's a Christian college in uh, Arizona. Jesus. Jesus. No, listen, Jesus. I'm talking Jesus. Jesus, Jesus had cheap tuition. Yeah, By that time, I was grown and I was like, whatever. So <laughs> I'm going to go word and, about, and I was only going to school because I was afraid to let my family down and do music. Because oh, in my, family, I, I, I in my family, music is not a job. It's a, it's, it's, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Now, talk about your music. How long have you been doing music? Because it sounds oh, like you, you love music, music. and but I it do. was like the conflict of like, Living up to, yeah, or I'm not gonna say living up, but yeah, pleasing. It it really was living up. Like, um, I have uh, a a strange brain. It works really fast, which I know sometimes it's offensive because I'm like I'm not listening, but I I am. It's just a little fast. So people expected me to do school stuff because it was easy. I bet you, you and niggas be going back and fucking forth on the text message. (laughs) (laughs) Like, believe it or not, like believe it or not, Chris will tell you I'm not a big I'm not a big back and forth. Yeah, but believe it or not, actually, I'm actually the she's actually I'm actually the one. She's actually in our group. They, she's I'm the, the bully, bully. She's or the bully. like I'm the one they like 
they'll just be sitting there. And when I'm done, like when the smoke is clear, I'm like, yeah. oh, y'all, y'all good? Everybody's and dead. And they just sitting like. Everybody's dead. Uh. Um, so <laughs> for me, I just, um, people expected me to do that. And I didn't want to let them down. Um, music I've been writing since I was probably six. So um, for 10 years, because you're obviously only 16, I'm right? 33, oh, yeah. actually. But, you know, uh, big you ups know. to these jeans. What up, what up, what up? That's <laughs> a nice jean jacket you're actually right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got jokes, but they're not funny. I laugh. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris about to fall out no, of his No, no, you're funny. You're funny. That was quick, and I like it. Yeah. Um, so I started writing, and then, like, my family would ask me for poems. Like my uncle got into an argument with his wife and he was like, can you write something for my wife? <laughs> and then like in high school, this girl, she wanted to talk to a boy. So I spent like a whole semester writing I all used these to do letters, shit like that in jail. Writing all these letters, letters and poems and, and stuff for people, yeah. for people yeah. so that they could communicate. And I started singing. Um, I was about 12 or 13 and, uh, I just realized that I could hit all the sounds that other people could hit. So I really loved it. It was my escape. I was a very internal person just yeah. based on my childhood. Um, I was an adult when I was three. I never really had a childhood, how how people how are like childlike. Yeah. I was never childlike. I was always very adult and doing adult things. So that was kind of my release. I always felt free in music. Right. And then um, in 2013, um, I moved to Vegas and I met my vocal coach. And my vocal coach helped me. He got me meditating and developing myself so that I could release those emotions that I was holding, those blocks. Those, now, what, what would one do to get into meditating? How would Just you start? Um, Man, start. No, it's, it's, it's I'm going to have to disagree with that. Like, yes, you start, but first, <laughs> but first you have to you have to have an have an intention like what you're trying to get to because you could start meditating but then you're going to stop because you don't feel like anything is happening but that's because you don't know where you're trying to go um if you know that you're internally angry you know you know that you have this thing your intention has to be okay i want to release this anger but first you have to find the root cause of the anger you can't let go of anger unless you know what you're mad about and why and so that's what he really helped me do. And he helped me to be honest with myself. Being honest with yourself is a big part of it. Now, when you were uh, not doing well, at any point, did you stop doing music like she stopped drawing? Yeah. Um, so after I met my vocal coach, I worked with a bunch of producers, spent thousands and thousands of dollars, never got my music out because it didn't sound like I wanted it to sound. It wasn't right. Um, and so I moved to St. Thomas in 2017. So about four years of just messing up messing up messing up and i was like i'm done with it this isn't for me i'm over it i'm not making any more music and it was painful it was like cutting out a piece of myself but i was like i can't do it anymore i can't handle the disappointment so for two years i didn't sing i didn't write i didn't listen not to in the music. shower or nothing oh so no. you didn't even listen to and you music. feel I that you I feel when you're missing that music. part of you that like that create when you're a creative person and that's what i realized like i tell a lot of people like i didn't really find myself per se until I got back here and started back doing art mm -hmm. because that's what was missing like I would you I knew would, but you knew something I was missing knew. like I was living good in Georgia like you know I had a, a good job I was living in a great area and everything was whatever. you farming I wasn't farming okay. no but for me I was for my life no, no I was just asking because <laughs> I just get that vibe <laughs> like, like, like I, you know what I I would have though. I'm, yeah, not, okay. I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing, but but I knew I was like I literally every day of my life I'm like dog something missing. I mean I really? thought it was the husband that I had, but it was Damn. Damn. Yeah, stop it. Still no, a good guy. Oh. Still a good guy. Still a good guy. Just <laughs> not for so me. Right, right. But so 
for me, it was to finish my development. So I, I was in St. Thomas. Um, I was away from music. I cut myself off. But when I cut myself off from music, I cut myself off from my personal growth and development. Right, because music was, is a part of that. Yeah, so it was really important for me to heal the person that I am so that I could be a good person for the world. Like, I didn't want to keep knowing the energy that I have, knowing the abilities that I have. I didn't want to keep negatively affecting the world because I was fucked up. Do you eat meat? Hell yeah. I'm just asking. So like, listen, now, with, now listen, because you said, I want to know, like, uh, because you you obviously went to school to please your uh, yeah. your family, because you didn't yeah. even just say parents, you said your family. Now, yeah, was I, education a tradition in your family? Why do you um, feel like if you would have uh, pursued music at that time, they wouldn't have been pleased? Because my family literally, and I mean family, I was the first girl born about 13 years. So my family, meaning my father, my mother. My grandparents, my uncles, they sat down and they decided the path for my life and they pushed me that way. This is the way she's going to go. This is what she's going to do. She's going to play these. So they had like a meeting about your life. (laughs) Were you here yet or like while mama was was still pregnant? I was here. No, Uh I was here. They saw my, I was about three. Yeah. And they saw how gifted I was and there was a meeting there was a decision I would play these sports I would do so what sports did they pick I just wonder um, chess tennis, tennis <laughs> golf <laughs> no tennis golf basketball and tennis so and golf so they, they analytical yeah. yeah, yeah. For that, it to be political, I was supposed to go into politics. Yeah. Oh, so they wanted like, like building yeah. up with this with perfect person. life. Yeah. Like right. she played golf, she right. played tennis, right. she went to what high school? Um, I went to private school. So. Went, well, I'm just saying, like they yeah. was gearing up. Yeah. So, so I was directed, so, basically. Yeah. I was directed the way. I was right. Because so, so. if anything yeah. ever come out, she yeah. went to this clean. school. Clean. Never this type of family. So a lie. They wanted yeah. to give you the. Well, but it wasn't. What a, lie a political because, lie, it, but no, they just but, pushed but it. But honestly, it yeah. wasn't a lie because I never did anything. I didn't. I sat in the house. I read books. Um, I never been to the principal's office. I didn't argue with people. I didn't talk to people that much. I didn't. I was squeaky clean. Squeaky. So when so so when you shook this image and you broke out, like um, I didn't you, shake it or break out. Open. I didn't shake or break out. It was more that I just stopped allowing them to lead so much, and because I was still from the east side of Detroit, so I was still sitting in the trap house with my friends and all of that stuff. She was reading but I was the I was reading a book. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was the one that they was like, she's gonna be something, so the street niggas protect me and so do the teachers. You get it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, I feel that's 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 really what it was. Like I would get made fun of because everywhere I went I had a book. Or everything I did. <laughs> this nigga I was, reading. I was teaching them something. Like this nigga sitting by me cooking crack. And I'm like, hmm, so SATs. All right, but are you telling them how to cook the crack yeah. because of your knowledge of, of no. chemistry? <laughs> yeah, because your chemistry. Nigga, like, you putting too much like, water on okay. it. No, no, uh, what no, they're doing is telling me, Brittany, this is the sense you need to have, and these are the things you need to know. So I was getting an education all the way around. So then when it came back to <laughs> me trying to develop and, and do music, I came back home, and I was like, I'm really thirsty for this. I really want to finish my music. And then when I came home, I had to address the fact that I had been in love with someone once that I was running away from. An uh, actual person? An actual person. Okay, okay. And he was in Michigan. Oh, you thought that was a musical metaphor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. He was in Michigan, and the only way for me to deal with it, because I'm always so internal and I'm always the cool chick, was to write the music about it, to tell the story. So is that what your album based on? Yeah. The album's about him. That's what's up. Uh, so how how was your family taking this now? Are they supportive? Because um, up until this point, I would say from the story you gave us that it sounds like you did what they wanted you to do outside of not going into politics, um, which is actually still not off the table. I'm not that close to my parents the way most 
were the way someone would typically say they were close to their parents. My grandmother is supportive. Okay. My mom is coming around. My dad, no. Why though? Like I, I, I did everything because, you asked. Because, no, because, because she for didn't them, finish I have her dream. No, their dream. For, for well, politics ain't not. over though. Yeah, but for them, I have not. And she they know it's not going to happen. She ruined the squeaky clean image. She just not. said she was in the trap house cooking. <laughs> if that was that's to more relatable to voters I mean, today. I mean, but right, also, right. well, I think it comes in where they know I'm not going to do it. I told yeah. them I'm not going to do it. But this now, is what I'm well, do. but okay, this and is and I'm just, grown, so it doesn't matter to me if you're not supportive. Uh, right, right. Well, but I'm the saying support of your love was it, it matters. But, 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 but see, but see, it, it matters for other people. For me, for me, I my loved ones are Chris and Kevin and right, people right. like y'all. Y'all are the people who I love. You know what I mean? My parents, I mean, some people feel like, oh, I got to get my parents on my side. But Definitely not. Me. Yeah, we, No, you not. Just, and, yeah, I mean, that's that's not, it's not. I, I don't need love from people that don't, don't love, love me for me. me. Yeah, yeah, don't love me. You love the idea of yeah. what you thought I would be. So, that thing. So yeah. when I, and especially with the content of this music and the way that I think, yeah. like, they're not going to be okay with that. Some of it is very <laughs> explicit. Yeah, I just yeah. Some, so, so do Buddy do Buddy know that this album about him? Yeah. Oh, so y'all together? No. Did he has, has he heard it? Was he the first person you played it for? Because um, he would get it if you press play I, on it, right? I played I played a couple of songs for him and he Last? understands. No. Okay. Was he good. was he's proud. He's um glad that I'm getting it out. And we have an ongoing saga, I will say. <laughs> so, so she said she called it a saga. So yeah, it's it's a, a saga is a perfect. Listen, perfect a saga is actually the perfect word. The perfect. For it. It's really dramatic. It's and <laughs> so this is like you two fatal love story, people. You because Joe. Well, mine is well, well because honestly, it's no, not my fault. Mine, mine is not a fatal love. Story. Like mine is a. See again without giving away too much. You have to just get to the end of it, and you'll see right, how it, it kind of plays out. Because is, you, for me, I am big on like shifting your perspective on things like you cannot it, it starts with your mind you can't always just have the same kind of a like with the situation I had to shift my perspective on it and yeah. basically put the relationship that I had with him into a different type of thing and it, and it does take a certain level of discipline because it, it starts with a thought and so I had to really sit there and analyze like I, I actually was just telling her and everything I had to say out loud what the situation was so I could yeah. get a different perspective of it and really look at it like okay this is what it is this okay. is whatever you hear this is what it is and so when I did that it kind of played out and mine is just a typical story of boy meets girl boy is used to hoeing around he doesn't she think he's ever going to fall in story. love he don't think he ever going to fall in love and I'm the one thing he fell in love with but I'm also the one thing that wasn't going to let him treat me any kind of way that that's actually not typical. Uh, it's pretty. What typical. is the name of your album? Um, the name of my album is. Oh, can you Honey. say it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. people can't like say. It. Yeah. It's called It's called Honey Baby Sweetheart Love of My Life. That's something that he made. Is up. this all one word smashed it's together? It's just it's gonna it's not gonna be that acronym. long. We're just gonna do the acronym HBSLO. And you say that's what? Um, it means Honey Baby Sweetheart Love of My Life. It's something that he developed as a way for him to express to me how he felt for me. Um, without stopping his fuckboy tendencies, he wanted to let me know somehow that I was special, and I guess that's the way he did it. What acronym? That's, so that's the like, way you do it. Chief. So now, like when people ask him, like, uh, "Who is this?" He like, I mean, that's honey, baby, sweetheart, love of my life. That's who that is. So why is it? Uh, well, this goes. <laughs> why is it that? <laughs> no, because that's dope. But I was gonna ask a question, but I was gonna get the long version, and you I want to get the short. What is it? <laughs> then why don't y'all just be together if it's not like um, that's what y'all? So no, because you said it's a. Version. 
saga. You short, feel what I'm saying? Short version is short version is that he is afraid to be loved. He doesn't think that he's deserving of it because he's done so many things, and he doesn't think that real love exists. He watched his father cheat on his mother his whole life, and she's still with him. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that there's no way that people can be faithful and actually. Right, I don't. I don't. I don't actually think the two uh, have well, anything to do, do with well, each other. For yeah. him, for him, that's that's <laughs> the situation. Great. No, he I'm feels, just saying. Like a feels, lot of people feel like that. A lot feels, of children feel like. How could you cheat on mom? And it's like, my nigga, that's your mother. mother. I knew her before right. you. Yeah. That's not our relationship. You don't know. It stops him from believing that love can be honest and pure. You know what that means? That not because uh, I don't know him, but that sounds like to me when niggas who don't be having daddies don't be daddies. Don't be daddies. What the yeah, fuck is like, you talking you about, my <laughs> nigga? You go be a father. What the fuck is you talking about, my nigga? Mm-hmm. You go get get this love, this love that you obviously want that this this woman. This strong woman, this independent woman, is trying to <laughs> give to you. You understand God. what I'm saying, though? Like I know what you're saying. I'm though, saying, right? can you can you say it again? Because I'm I just a, don't understand. Like podcast. I don't understand. Like I, my I, nigga, I don't, I don't. First I don't, of all, none of us understand. Well, not even first of no, all. No, some people are not mature beginning. enough to have that. They, they, like, and, and people but, like to live listen. in fear, though. People people are so comfortable in their fear, though. They they'll be like, okay, I'm afraid of this, and so they just they just stay in there. And he's uncomfortable because he can't be with me right now. Because he, so he's living uncomfortably, but he's covering that with drinks and babies. And women and all this crazy and babies shit. and babies and babies and babies and the shit that push you farther and farther well, away. Yeah, yeah. So and so it's easier for him to be do things that he feels like are going to make why? him hate him than to say I'm messing up. I need to heal myself. I need to correct myself. And then so that I so can have it. well before we get out of here, I just got to know this. <laughs> oh God! Okay. If he came around, would you be with him? Because you said a lot of shit, but you also said babies. So it's more than one. It's more than one. But Is I it would, more than five? Yes. And I, but I'm, I'm telling you, that's not what, that's not what is separating us because I would love them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I would, that. I like that. I would love every single one. There would be no stepmama type stuff. This would be, these are Bonus my kids. Children, I love, yeah. love them so much. So it sounds like you making the wrong decision, um, whoever you are, sir, out there. But, but, <laughs> I don't but, know, man. Cause she's pretty said, independent. Um, Sorry, I'm talking. But he, I mean, I but he knows that. that. But he knows that. And, um, if, he would have a lot of work to do, so he would have to heal and develop himself. And if he if he came around, I'm gonna have to. But be you actually seem like I'm the in type a relationship. Help I'm in a relationship. I would if he would allow me, but yeah. I'm not. So gonna you wait a minute. You would leave your relationship that you in now to be with this guy. Yeah. Whoa, another stop. story for and another day. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> okay, okay. I would. And, and it's not but this person knows that. This is not like something I'm saying. And I and I and it's not like I'm in this relationship. Like, oh, I'm so gonna this leave you. Yeah, you are. No, you are. I'm not. No, 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 because. I decided that what I couldn't. When you go fishing, you string I couldn't. The, no, the no, no, no. I couldn't keep my life on hold waiting for this person to decide. He may never decide, and that's not up to me. Right. If he wants something from me, he'll come and get it. But if he doesn't, he's going to live the life he's going to live. But I have to go, and I have and to be yeah, happy. Yeah, Someone wants yeah. to love me. Someone wants to take care of me, and I want to love them back, so I'm just going to let them. I'm and happy. then leave them when dog decided. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, hey, when dog put that weed But down. you know why? Because dog is never going to decide that. Dog is oh. never going to grow I mean, up yeah, to each his own. I wish everybody the best. So. Uh, Drop your uh, Instagrams and if y'all on the Twitter, drop your Twitters. Twitter popping. I don't know why niggas ain't on Twitter. You feel me? My Instagram is at darling Nikki N I C K I N I C K I N I C K I. So you are at darling Nikki Nikki Nikki. Yes, that's one of my favorite songs. Met her in a hotel lobby. What's up? Also, he calls me Nikki. But anyway, um, 
So Darling <laughs> Nicky Nicky Nick, <laughs> And I'm and I would never tell a lie. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, my yeah, album drops real. September twenty eighth. Um I hope y'all all come out to experience it with me. Just and come here to story. It's gonna be at the living room at two eight six East Grand Boulevard. Come out, come hang with us. It starts at seven PM. I'll be actually spitting poetry. She, Chris is going to perform for me. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm almost more excited about her performing for me than me doing the album almost. Um, y'all come here to story, see what it's like, and um, Chris, you know. when the book drop? The book is November. I want to say fourteenth, but uh, it's, it's for sure November. I think okay, fourteenth. Um, but yeah, my I do have a Twitter, but I don't. You I don't tweet. tweet. Nah, I stopped tweeting. It was too much Twitter. Uh, you got to watch what you take in. But um, <laughs> and it was too much. But my Instagram is at Motor City underscore Peach. Sound just like what it is, Motor City. I'm just and also follow us at the Living Room ENT. Yes, you know please. The at the Living the L I V E I N G R O O M E N T. Okay. That is where. And uh, AJ, how they could get at you, my dog? Uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at TCE Pod <laughs> at TCE Pod. If they want to advertise, I do follow. Thank you, and we appreciate that. And we follow y'all too. I fuck with y'all. I'll be dropping a little couple of uh, requests, and then we're gonna get name tag on there, so we'll be tuned in for, for that. Sure, for sure. Uh, if you want to uh, advertise, comment, say how good the show is, how bad the show is, how much you love us, how they do that, bro. Uh, PR at tchh.org. PR at tchh.org. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Yeah.